Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. everyone, I'm Cheryl Butler, and you're listening to the Mighty Mommy's Quick and Dirty Tips podcast, which will help make your life as a parent a little bit easier and a lot more fun. Welcome. Today's episode is number 423, five ways to make your child more likable, because although we always love our kids, sometimes we don't necessarily like them. When I first became a mom 23 years ago, I fell instantly in love with our new baby girl. Because I had struggled with infertility for over five years, I had visualized the moment I would first hold my baby hundreds of times. We adopted our first child, so I didn't experience that immediate gratification of holding a newborn right after birth. But thanks to the relationship we had with our birth mother, I was able to meet her and snuggle her up to me within 24 hours of her birth. It was pure heaven. Two decades later, I've been blessed to hold my next seven babies immediately after I delivered them, and my heart was just as full of love and joy each and every time I became a mom again. It's hard not to love a baby. They're tender, sweet, adorable, precious, and 100% reliable on their parents for all their care. Babies offer the gift of unconditional love, which is something I tried never to take for granted. As we know, however, they don't stay babies forever. In the blink of an eye, they're cutting teeth, crawling, walking, talking, and exerting their growing independence as toddlers, preschoolers, and then school-aged children. They have access to the outside world, are responsible for making many of their own choices, and form their own unique personalities, likes and dislikes. Suddenly, this love affair we've formed with our child is met with the challenges of everyday life and all that goes with raising kids today. I've often referred to parenting as the toughest job you'll ever love for a reason. It's a work in progress every single day but that doesn't mean it has to be treated like a chore. We all love our kids. But let's face it, there are plenty of days we don't necessarily like them. Mighty Mommy has five ways that you can like your child more on those days that you're not necessarily feeling the love. Tip number one, establish clear boundaries. I have a nickname both amongst my work colleagues and my friends and family members. Pollyanna. If you're not familiar with Pollyanna, she's the main character in the novel Pollyanna, written by Eleanor Porter, published in 1913. To everyone she meets, Pollyanna explains the glad game that her father had taught her before he died. He believed that no matter what happens, there's always something to be glad about. One should always hunt for the positive aspects in seemingly bad experiences. You know, that pretty much sums me up. 
I truly do try to find the silver lining in as many situations as possible. So because of that, my parenting friends continually ask me to fess up about whether or not I really like my eight kids as much as I appear to. The answer is yes, but that doesn't mean it's a piece of cake. I have plenty of days where I am not basking in the glow of parenthood. In an online article, Love Isn't Enough, How to Like Your Kids, written by Maud Purcell, a licensed social worker, she states, Moms with likable kids seem to instinctively follow certain principles of parenting. They recognize that kids are neither intrinsically good or bad, and it's up to us to help them become enjoyable people. Understanding and implementing these principles is not rocket science, and making the effort to do so is a wonderful investment in your happiness and in theirs. Purcell's first principle for raising a child that is likable is to establish that you, the parent, are the one in charge, not the child. One of the best tips I ever learned early on as a parent was that kids need boundaries. Even at a very young age when they're toddlers, they need to know what they can and cannot do. When your child is learning to walk and finally gets mobile, you wouldn't let her toddle over to the street where she could get hit by a car, right? Yet, if she grabs her favorite toy and is excited to bring it over to you, you encourage and praise her for that type of interaction. Right from the beginning, we're teaching them right from wrong and how to stay out of harm's way. They learn by the tone of our voice when something is pleasing or not. And kids are born to want to please, especially their parents. So by establishing your expectations early on, you're setting a solid foundation for likable behavior. Tip number two, teach your child good manners. Even though I've spent over 20 years in the trenches of parenting with my eight kids, it still amazes me at how little time we parents have to impart valuable life lessons to prepare our kids for the real world. As Modern Manners Guy will tell you, the value of having good manners cannot be overestimated. In fact, even newborns are old enough to begin learning the basics of good manners. The simple gesture of saying please and thank you is a great place to start. Use the phrases when you're swaddling, feeding, or any other time that it's appropriate. Continue the practice as your baby grows into toddlerhood. When she excitedly brings you her favorite toy, say, Thank you for sharing your doll. Even at this very young, nonverbal age, your child will be observing and soaking in all of the interactions like a thirsty sponge. The more you exhibit the basics of good manners, the more likely these examples will become a routine way of life for your child. And a well-mannered child is definitely more likable. Tip number three, catch them doing good. By nature, humans tend to point out when something was done wrong. Even though it's necessary to teach a child right from wrong, especially if it's a situation where they can be harmed or need redirection in order to grow and learn, it's equally as important to make note of when you notice your child doing something right. Dr. Laura Markham, clinical psychologist, states in an online article, Catch Your Child Doing Something Right. She says, You could probably find negative things to say to your child all day long. All of them deserved and none of them effective in helping your child want to cooperate. So if you want your child to be her best self, catch her doing things right all day long, including all those things that you think it's about time she did right. 
When our kids are praised for something kind they've done or done well, and we take the time to let them know we've noticed, this builds self-esteem, as well as encourages a growth mindset. This doesn't mean we have to become cheerleaders that wave our parental pom-poms every time our child draws a pretty picture or puts his dirty clothes in the hamper. However, when we genuinely and regularly take notice of their efforts, such as making eye contact and saying, I've noticed you're really taking the time to keep your room more organized. Good for you. We're fostering that growth mindset, which inspires our kids to do better and enjoy their activities more, which in turn creates a more likable child to be around. Tip number four, learn to be selfish. Sadly, many American moms still struggle with the concept that taking time for themselves will somehow hurt their family and therefore put their own needs last, no matter what it costs them physically, emotionally, socially, and mentally. I know because I used to be one of them. In an online article, In Doing It All, Moms Neglect an Important Person Themselves, it states, Women often feel guilty about taking time for themselves, says psychiatrist and Today contributor Dr. Gail Saltz. There is some maternal ideal of being self-sacrificing that just isn't consistent with having time for yourself, she said. The key, says Saltz, is for women to recognize the difference between being selfish in a bad way and being selfish in a healthy way. When we take the martyr approach to parenting, we're setting a really poor example for our kids, particularly our daughters, that sacrificing our own needs makes us better parents. I, too, had that mindset for the first few years of motherhood, but it resulted in my being resentful and even angry towards my family sometimes because I set myself up to always be on the go with kid and household responsibilities. Once I realized that I needed and deserved time with my girlfriends, dates with my spouse, and even quiet time alone for bubble baths or reading a good book or just getting out to take a kickboxing class, the energy in our home changed drastically and for the better. Let your kids see you being carefree on a regular basis and enjoying life outside the role of parenting. Not only will you be setting a great example for them as they grow and learn to care for their own needs, you'll help to build a likable parent-child relationship because you'll continuously be refreshed and will see your child in a whole new perspective. And tip number five, learn to unschedule and have fun. One of the best ways to nurture our relationships with our children is to simply have downtime and play with them. Today's family is constantly running from one activity to the other and are so overscheduled they don't have time to connect with one another. In an article, Three Signs That Your Child Is Overscheduled and What to Do About It, Pam Myers states, Think about how you react emotionally when you're tired and stressed. Chances are you're more reactive. Your moods swing and you become angry or frustrated by the smallest things. Your child behaves the same way when too much is going on at one time. They may fight more with their siblings and there may be more outbursts and emotional meltdowns. An easy fix to this is to limit your kids and yourself on scheduled activities. Raising eight kids who were and still are all actively involved with extracurricular activities and school sports, etc., nearly took its toll on me. However, we made the conscious decision to scale back and allow them to choose one or two for the older kids 
activity per season. Now they have more time for homework, socializing with their friends, and most importantly, they have time to chill out and relax. A relaxed child is a happy child, and therefore, yes, much more likable. How do you interact and spend likable time with your child? Please share your thoughts in the comments section at quickanddirtytips.com slash mighty-mommy, or you can post your ideas on the Mighty Mommy Facebook page. You can also reach me by email at mommy at quickanddirtytips.com. And don't forget, visit my family-friendly boards at pinterest.com slash mightymommyqdt. Be sure to sign up for the upcoming Mighty Mommy newsletter, chock full of practical advice to make your parenting life easier and more enjoyable. Despite what might be happening all around you, take the time to enjoy your precious kids because they won't be kids forever. As always, thanks so much for listening. And until next time, happy parenting. Happy parenting.